Hey, hey, mama, welcome back to another episode of Generation on a Mission. And before we get started, I just want to remind you how enough you are. And no, that did not make sense, but I want to remind you how strong enough you are, how capable enough you are, how good enough you are to be your baby's mom. They are so blessed to have you. And even on those toughest days, I want you to remember that you are doing enough. We all have tough days. We all have tough moments, but I want to encourage you and remind you to keep pushing along and keep Keep doing God's work through your motherhood onto your kids because that will pay off. I know it will. And I don't know if you need to hear that, but I just want you to know that you are enough and embrace every part of mamahood, even though it might not always be rainbows and butterflies. Embrace those tough moments too, because they're only so little for so long. So now that the pep talk's over, let's get back on the expectation train. I'm just dying to know, how did it go with implementing and talking through your expectations last week? Did you see some positive changes? I hope so. Setting expectations is just such a simple necessary step to take in your parenting to help make sure your little ones have the foundation to start anything new on the right foot. Now last week we talked about laying the foundation and the steps to take to make sure that thorough specific expectations are in place before your toddler even starts an activity or for instance she might just randomly pick up a stick on a whim and instead of telling her to put it down lay out exactly what you expect with the stick when she has it in her hands. No whacking, no smacking, and no pole vaulting with it. Okay, that's not a good example of a well laid out expectation because when you're teaching expectations, you have to tell your kids exactly what they can do with it to try to avoid the loopholes that they will find. And again, they will try ever so hard to find those loopholes because that's their area of expertise. (laughs) Exploring boundaries is the name of the game, but the more you lay out, the more you avoid the no, no, stop doing and don't do this, that, or the other. It'll be much more pleasant. Now, we need to have a frank conversation, if you will, about what happens when they do and don't follow those expectations when you lay them out. So that's what we are diving into in today's episode. Let's get to it. Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi. I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. All right, so before we get into what happens if your little ones do and don't meet those expectations, let's just do a quick recap of how to set the expectations so that everyone is all on the same page and there are no discrepancies or confusion so that your toddler doesn't think that it's okay to put spaghetti on the wall because you only told them. Now, now broccoli doesn't go on the wall. Obviously, that means spaghetti is still in the game to put on the wall for your little ones. So just keep that in mind. So step one is communication. You need to get on the same page as your spouse or your co-parent or anyone else who's living with you when it comes to expectations for your little one. The more inconsistent the expectation, the more likely boundaries will be pushed because your little one will either not know the difference of what he can and cannot do because he hears different things from different people or he will pull the line of, well, daddy lets me do it. Okay, well, see, now you're backed into a corner. Is it really 
fair for him to not be able to stand on the toilet when he's brushing his teeth for you when dad lets him do it? I don't think so. So that's either going to turn into a power struggle or a meltdown when you say he can't do it or when you say, well, I'm not dad. But if you say, no, no, we're not standing on the toilet because dad and I have both agreed that it is not safe for you to stand on the toilet when brushing your teeth. That sounds like you're in control of the situation and he knows that he can't get away with saying that to you or the other parent when you're not there. Step two is understanding exactly what you expect from your toddler during situations and lay out those expectations for your toddler. Ask questions along the way, making sure she understands what you've just laid out for her. The more specific you are with expectations, the less wiggle room there is for interpretation and the more successful she will be at knowing exactly what to do. It's also important to lay out the why behind the expectations so that way she knows that they are in place to keep everyone safe and she knows she's being respectful and responsible when she's following those expectations. That's super important. Step three is practicing those expectations as often as you can. Model the expectations for your toddler. Have her show you that she understands what you're asking her to do. The more you model it for her, and then with her, the more she will have a concrete understanding of what exactly to expect in different situations. Those connections are so important and here's why. I'm gonna go on a little tangent. (laughs) I talk with my three-year-old all the time about the expectation that if he's ever around someone and they ask him to go in their house or if they ask him to see their dogs, he knows that he's supposed to say, I need to go ask my mommy and then run and come get me. And I'm actually calling myself out on this one because I haven't actually practiced this expectation with him. We've only talked about it several times. And this is a concrete example of why it is important to practice these things and role play these things so that way he knows what to do. But the other day, my neighbor asked if he wanted to see his dogs and my son didn't know what to do. So that's just proof to show you that it's not enough to just simply talk about it. You need to practice it as with anything in life, you know? All right, moving on. So now it's time to dive into the conversation of what happens if they don't meet those expectations. What happens if they do meet them? How do we respond to that? Good question. Now these are merely suggestions of what I've found to be successful when implementing expectations, but you can always adapt as needed. So your goal is to help your little one feel successful in following expectations and learn how to be a good person. However you accomplish that is up to you. They just need to know that there are expectations and that there are reasons behind the expectations and that when we follow them, we are making the right choice and doing the right thing. So now for the process. Well, firstly, we have to remember that we set expectations to help our little ones be successful and know how to thrive in any given situation. We don't set them to hold them over their heads and watch out for the tiniest step out of line to offer them and I told you not to dot 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 and now you're losing it. No, no, that's not how our kids are going to be successful. Our kids have to know that expectations are a positive thing. So we explain why we have those expectations and just keep it simple for little ones. Like back to the stick example, we lay it out for them specifically. The stick can only be held if you are walking or standing still because that's making sure that you stay safe. We don't hit things with the stick and we don't hit people with the stick because that can hurt someone or destroy something. You can even ask them, what would you like to do with the stick? Let's talk about it and we can see what's safe to do and what's not safe to do. And then you can add on, okay, well, you can only swing the stick like a baseball bat if you don't see anyone next to you because that's making sure everyone around you stays safe. If he's wanting to pretend it's a baseball bat, for instance. But what if they don't meet those expectations? 
We can think of it as a multi-step process, if you will. The first step is to remind them of the expectations. So let's go back to the classic bathroom scenario. As they are learning the ropes of going to the bathroom appropriately, you lay out the expectation that right after they go to the bathroom, they wash their hands and dry them on the towel. Now they went to the bathroom, but they chose to not wash their hands. And this is after you know they've already mastered the task. You know they know the ropes. So you simply ask, hey, what were we supposed to do right after we go potty? We can't leave the bathroom before we wash our hands because everything will get all germy. Yuck, we don't want that, do we? Remember, expectations help them to be successful. So the more you present it in a positive manner, the more receptive your kids are to hearing them and applying them. If a reminder isn't going to get the job done with your little limit tester, then it's a quick, let's stop what you're doing and show me you know the expectations. Having them show you the expectations is the next step. For instance, in the bathroom, turn off the water and say, you're playing around in the water. I don't mind if you let the water run over your hands for a little bit, but I need you to show me that you know how to wash your hands first. Can you show me that you know how to do that? And then they need to show you that they know how to do that. And if they can't, then the water is off. Or if it's a moment on the playground and you've already reminded them to play more kindly by not pushing people out of the way and you went over remembering to take their turn, but they keep doing it anyway, you pull them to the side for a moment and remind them, hey, I see you pushing other kids out of the way when you want to go down the slide. I understand you want to turn, but let's stop for a minute so you can show me how you can wait to go down the slide to keep everyone safe. And this is where I make them practice the expectation before moving on with playing. And I'm not talking about like one-year-olds here. I'm talking about kids who are a little bit more experienced, two to three-year-olds. But you can still have expectations for little ones like cleaning up after themselves. That's perfectly okay. But for these specific examples, I'm talking about two to three and beyond. So back to it. This is where I make them practice the expectation before moving on with playing and, you know, offer an apology if warranted. And I will have them show me they know how to wait patiently for a moment at the top of the slide. And then we will even pretend that a friend is going down and I'll let them know when they can go down after they've waited a moment. And then I remind them when we play safely and kindly at the playground and wait our turn, we are able to stay. I know you can show me that you can wait your turn as you continue playing. Build their confidence and remind them that you know they can follow the expectation and help keep everyone on the playground safe. The next step can be adapted based on the circumstance, but the next step is to remove them from the situation for a brief time and remind them, I know you can wait patiently because you showed me you knew how to do that. You're continuing to not wait your turn. So it's time for a break. And this is where I sit them down on a park bench or something and we visit the expectations again. This time I ask them to put the ownership on them. What are the expectations at the playground? What happens when we don't play safely? What happens when we do play safely? Are you ready to show me that you know how to wait patiently or are you ready to go home? That puts the ownership on them because hopefully they'll answer, I'm ready to show you that I can play safely. And if they don't, then it's time to go home. Okay, let's go over another situation. Let's pretend they are coloring with crayons, but they're coloring on the table and walls. I would say, you're choosing to continue to color on the table after I asked you not to because we want our furniture to look nice. We wanna take care of our thing. We are going to stop coloring for a few minutes to make sure that you know the right way to color. Where do we color? Why do we color on the paper? What happens if we don't keep our crayons on the paper? Are you ready to show me that you can keep coloring on the paper or are you ready to stop coloring? What's it on them? right? Okay, so of course that should serve as the last reminder. If they are continually unable to show you that they can follow these expectations, then they are not ready to partake in the task anymore. It becomes as simple as you were not ready to show me that you knew how to keep the crayons on the paper so we can try again tomorrow. Same thing with the playground. You weren't ready to play on the playground safely today. 
so we can try again another day. Remember, we want them to be successful, but we also want them to know that there is, in fact, a limit if they choose to continue to not follow direction. I'm talking about if they choose to, not that they just don't know better and that they're still learning, but this is when they choose to not follow direction. Okay, so there's a rundown of how to handle the situations when they're not following expectations, but what do we say if they are caught following expectations. We say, good job. No, nope, we don't say that. We've gone over that in a previous episode. We don't say good job. If they do something that's expected, here's how to respond. Like I said before, our kids thrive on feedback. They thrive on positive praise. We want to send them with the message that we are encouraging their success and we accomplish that by telling them that we see their efforts and we're excited about their progress. We're excited about their successes. We're excited that they're showing you that they know the right thing to do. So back to the playground example, we would say, you showed that you could wait patiently. I'm so glad to see you wanting to stay in play by being kind to others. That makes the world a better place. It puts it in perspective. It tells them, yes, you are following this expectation. Now you can stay at the playground. And because you're choosing kindness, that is making the world a better place. You have your place here and you are doing your part to make it a kinder place. If they are showing that they can keep the crayons on the paper when drawing, Notice their efforts, again, because that reinforces the positive behavior. And you can do this by saying something like, hey, I noticed you working really hard to keep your crayons on your paper. I really appreciate you respecting our things and our furniture. And I'm so glad you're choosing to keep coloring because I know you enjoy that so much. That reminds them that they're doing the right thing and that they're able to stay doing the right thing because they are making the right choice by coloring on the paper. And they're taking care of the furniture around them, which is important, right? It's important to teach respect, okay? Another example, if they are expected to clean up after themselves after they get done eating, simply notice their efforts when they showed you they could follow the expectations by saying something like, hey, I noticed you put your plate away all on your own. That was such a responsible choice and you helped keep our house clean. Now we can play. We can move on with our evening because you made all the right choices. When we phrase it like this, it puts ownership on them and it reinforces that you notice that they are trying to contribute to the functionality of your home and that's so important when it comes to building character in your little one. They have to know their purpose in the world and in their home, right? I think so personally. So remember, you want to offer this feedback as soon as you catch them doing the right thing so that it reinforces that you notice their efforts and encourage them to know that they're on the right track to being successful. So quick recap, when they don't follow the expectations, the first step is a reminder of the expectations. The next step is to stop them for a moment, have them show you they know the expectations and go over practicing the expectation with them. The next step is to take a little break from the activity, go over the expectations by putting the ownership on them and asking if they want to choose to follow the expectation or if they want to be done with the activity. If they choose to follow the expectation, great. They can keep going. If they choose to be done, then they're done, right? And then the last step is to say, you know what? You just didn't show me that you were ready. We can try again later. And that gives them encouragement that, you know what? We, we didn't do it this time, but there's always next time that we can try again and make it right. Make sense? I hope so. All right. That's all for me for this week. I will see you next time and I hope you just have a fabulous blessed week. May everything be in your favor. God's light shine upon you and that your kids shine their lights as well. I pray all of that over you. May you have a blessed day. See you next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, 
S-C-H-A-U-F. Or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.